0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Welcome to the Exit Your Business Your Way podcast with Ross Braman, guiding business owners to the exit they deserve. Ross is a financial advisor who knows that business owners work too hard on growing and caring for their businesses not to leave it on their terms. Each week, he interviews a different experienced business owner, expert, and other professionals ready to teach you effective, satisfying business exit strategies that will let you exit your business your way. Don't wait until it's too late. Start thinking exit now. Here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Roman Balin. In 2021, Roman launched Dudilio to level the playing field for m a participants looking for high-quality cost-efficient, due diligence, and value creation solutions. The DuDilio team puts the client's needs at the forefront of every project and recommendation. Before launching DoDilio, Roman was co-founder of LegalTech SaaS, founder of an alternative data consulting firm, and more recently bought and sold several online businesses. DoDilio is a leading online marketplace that connects business buyers, sellers, intermediaries, and private investors with pre-vetted due diligence service providers, Their typical clients are participants in the lower middle market pursuing transactions in the range of $1 to $25 million in value. That's a mouthful, but it's quite informative. Roman, welcome to the show. Thank you for
2: having me. I appreciate that intro.
1: (laughs) Sure thing. Well, intro aside, let's hear it from you. Tell me what Dudilio is.
2: Yeah. So in simple terms, uh, we're a marketplace. We connect two sides. And on the one side, we have people purchasing a business, investing in the business, or thinking about selling a business, that's on one side of the marketplace. On the other side, we have MA due diligence service providers. So if someone's buying a business and they need to do due diligence on it, maybe they need to review financials, or if it's a tech company, they need to perform technology due diligence, uh, legal due diligence, we help the business buyers find the right due diligence service provider for their needs. That's the basic model is just to connect two sides, make it easy, make it painless.
1: So what was the um, motivating factor to create this? So uh, honestly, I launched this to solve
2: my own problem. I started my entrepreneurial journey around, uh, I think it was 2014. I launched a consulting firm that sold alternative data to hedge funds. And after a couple of years, I sold that business and, over the last couple of years, I bought and sold a couple of smaller businesses. And it's just my pain point has always been finding the right uh, service providers for me, putting my deal team together. So I launched Adilio really to solve my own pain point, because I thought if this is something I struggled with, there's got to be other people who have the same problem as I do.
1: So let's walk down this road what this looks like. Ross decides to buy an HVAC company, but. My CBA is not, shall we say, sophisticated, or maybe he is, but he just doesn't have access to the due diligence world because it's not the world that he deals with. Someone tells me about Dudilio, what do I do when I go to DuDilio?
2: Yeah, so you go to the website. So first, if you have any questions around the diligence, you can send us an email, you can give us a call. So even even if you're not ready to kind of go through the process. But if you are ready to hire a service provider, then all you do is a click new project, submit new project. Uh, It'll take you to a form. Should take you maybe three to five minutes to fill out. It'll ask you basic questions about the transaction. So in this case, you'll say, hey, I'm buying an HVAC business in Florida for $5 million. I'm using SBA financing, maybe an SBA loan. Maybe you're not. Maybe you have investors. And then they'll ask you some questions about what what are you looking for? Uh, Do you need financial due diligence? Do you need legal? Do you need evaluation, Uh, HR due diligence? You know, whatever it is that you need, you'll kind of um, provide details around that as well as your budget and preferences. We'll get that form. Typically, we'll get on the phone with you just to confirm the project and make sure we're kind of on the same page. Then we'll go out to our network. We have over 200 due diligence service providers and collect proposals from those service providers based on your project. So basically it'll save you time from going out on your own, doing the research, getting on the phone with service providers, getting quotes. We kind of do all that work for you. Those are the first couple of steps.
1: And so talk about... Kind of some of the results of doing this because I think in the market, in, in the lower middle market, you know, you're talking one to 25 million dollars. And I'm going to go out on the limb here and say in the one to five million dollars, there's probably not a little a lot of due diligence done because the level of sophistication at that range versus the 20 to 25 range is a different level of sophistication. Doesn't mean there shouldn't be due diligence, but I bet there's many times due diligence is just skipped for whatever reason. I could be wrong. But what kind of results has Dudilio done? And and by that, I mean, how many people have saved a lot of money because of things they found out from the due diligence they've done with you guys? Yeah. So
2: first of all, I think a lot of the projects that we get are for transactions. Really between that one and $10 million range. So we actually do get a lot of projects that are, you know, on the lower end of that one to $30 million range. So so it's good. And it's actually, and and it's great that people are thinking about that, you know, kind of to your point in the lower price range, right? So people are, they want to make sure that they're in the investment they're making buying a business is less of a chance of failure. Right. So in terms of saving, um, some of the results we've saved, well, our service providers, I should say, have saved uh, people a lot of money on business valuations, right? Someone finds something in due diligence where it's not a deal breaker, but maybe there's you know, a price reduction. In order so we've definitely seen a lot of those we've seen a uh, recent example someone bought a healthcare service provider and a due diligence service provider that we were able to connect them with told them about um uh, erc employee r- retention credit which they were able to qualify for which the business owner the seller actually didn't know about so the person got a check from the treasury for a million dollars just just from that So there are a lot of stories like that, where either something's uncovered or a due diligence provider will even look at the business and help the buyer optimize the business after the acquisition.
1: Wow. So let's talk about due diligence in general. Obviously, you were doing a lot of it manually before. Talk about the importance of it and really... What can happen? I mean, like, I mean, if you don't do proper due diligence, what could happen? And if you if you do do proper due diligence, what could happen?
2: Oof. Well, if you don't do proper due diligence, there are a lot of issues that can arise, right? Whether it's if you're buying a tech company and maybe there's a cybersecurity issue that you encounter. Maybe there's an issue where, you know, in financial due diligence, the owner wasn't, you know, truthful or maybe wasn't as uh, forthcoming with, uh, and this is usually around expenses. It's very hard to play around uh, with revenues. It's very easy to play around with expenses, right? A business owner hires his wife to do some, to be involved in the business and, well, they don't pay her a salary, but they don't count it as an expense. So when you buy the business, you say, OK, well, hold on. Who was doing this job? <laughs> well, now I we have to go out and hire someone. And automatically, your margin drops a lot, right, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of examples like that. So basically, what due diligence does is make sure that the business that, that you're buying or investing in is actually what is being represented. Right, it's an insurance policy. That's the way I look at it. It's an insurance policy against any issues that may arise down the line.
1: It's almost like if you're buying a house, you get a home inspection done.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's a great example. Uh, Yeah, I don't own a house, so (laughs) that's a much better analogy. Yeah. Yeah, So you just want to make
1: sure what's going on, what's being told is going on is actually going on. Right. And obviously, you know, we're seeing that now a little bit. It's a very contentious court battle just with Elon Musk and Twitter. Exactly. You know, Elon is arguing that their due diligence is um in his due diligence they were not providing complete data. Of course, they're counters right. they're arguing against that, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, that's a 44 billion dollar deal. Yeah. We're not talking yeah. about a 1 million dollar deal. So it's a bit it's it's Yeah. Low. It has a big, it's a yeah,
2: big, yeah. Look at Theranos, right? That's another big example where, or we companies you know, we work. Yeah, we get a lot of requests for uh, background investigations. You know, <laughs> speaking of Theranos, that's
1: yeah. a,
2: that's a pretty popular service that uh, is requested our our platform.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really, really interesting. In the year and a half that you guys have been, or almost two years you guys have been going, You guys are growing like a weed, right? Yeah, we're growing.
2: We're growing. Uh, We're growing our service provider base. I think we started with around 30 service providers. Now we're over, I think, over 200 for sure, maybe even over 220. And in terms of uh, number of projects, uh, over 200 just over the last 12 months. So I think as more and more people learn about the service, we're getting some good inbound leads. Yeah.
1: That's, um, I mean, it's it's really really important. And so you chose this range price range because this filled a niche that was uh, in an underserved market. I'm assuming. That's what
2: I think. Well, first of all, this is the range that I personally had experience in. That's number one. Number two is that I think if you go upmarket, market, if you go, you know, 100, 200, 300 million dollar transactions, well, you know, no one ever got fired from hiring KPMG or Deloitte, right? Right. Um, but you're not going to hire KPMG or Deloitte for a $5 million dollar deal or a $10 million dollar deal in, in most instances. And that's where I think the need arises to find highly vetted uh, service providers that fit your project and the budget
1: yeah no that's really really good and so you have 200 service providers and is it basically do they all do the same thing or are they more industry specific
2: yeah so that that's a great question so uh so even back backing up so we have three types of service providers we have independent professionals we have boutique firms and we have mid-size firms
1: okay so um, break it, that down what do each of those mean
2: so independent professional would be someone who has uh, kind of their own firm as a freelancer, someone who has some uh, skill set that they're freelancing on. Boutique firm will be maybe a you know, three to five person firm that performs due diligence. And then midsize would be, you know, they have maybe 10 employees and above. So the goal here is that an independent professional is probably going to offer a little bit cheaper pricing than a boutique firm, a boutique firm is going to offer a little bit cheaper pricing than a mid size firm. So depending on the project and the budget that our clients have, we can connect them with the right provider. So that's kind of one part of it and going back to your original question. Each service provider has their own specialty. Has their own. It's usually not industry focused, but it's usually uh, focused on different areas of due diligence. So when we think about due diligence, uh, most people kind of you know top of mind is legal, finance, and technology, right? Like th- those are kind of the big three. But in addition to that, there's also marketing, logistics. Background investigations, uh, you have HR, benefits, insurance. So there's a the diligence is you know, very broad. So we have service providers that can address a lot of those a, a lot of those categories.
1: So when I go to DueDiligio and I, I submit a project, am I going to get one due diligence company or service provider, or am I going to get multiple? Because, or does it depend on what I want? Because if I if I have to do a separate one for, you know, this section and this section, and this section, does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. Uh, so you're always going to see multiple proposals.
2: That's the beauty of a marketplace. So let's say you're buying an HVAC company and you're looking to have legal due diligence and financial due diligence. You can submit those two projects and you'll probably get five to ten
1: proposals on each of those pieces. And... Does the pricing, is it dependent on the price of the transaction? That's a great question.
2: Typically, no. Sometimes it is, but most of the time, it's not. It really depends on the, I guess, what's involved with due diligence, right? Uh, If it's simply doing a valuation on a simple business, uh, it's going to be one price. If it's valuation on a business that has five locations and an asset list that's 50 pages long, that's going to be a different price. So it doesn't really depend on the transaction size. It really depends on the business, on the business being analyzed.
1: Okay, that makes sense. And now, obviously, you don't want to go as I just say, chintzy on this type of expense, you're investing, you know, one to $25 million. This has a cost and it's not, it's not sold at Walmart. This isn't cheap. There's probably a, I don't want to say substantial, but it's, it's definitely going to have a, uh, probably going to be thousands of dollars to do this type of thing, whether it's 2000 or 22,000. But the reality is, is it's an insurance policy to protect you from, losing your money on a 5 or $10 million transaction, correct?
2: 100%. Yeah, that's the right way to frame it.
1: So you've, you've got to, you can't go in with, you know, trying to cut corners on cost. You've got to, I mean, you don't want to waste money, but you've got to spend the right amount of money to do something like this.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, insurance, due diligence is just something you could you could spend a lot of money on, but it has to make sense as well, right? If you're doing a $1 million transaction, you know, spending two hundred K on due diligence probably doesn't make sense. You have to really figure out what are the breaking points of the business. And those are the things that I would focus on in terms of due diligence. Yeah.
1: Now, what would you say is the most important due diligence thing? For example, like quality of earnings. Is that something you guys do? Quality of earnings due diligence? <laughs> Yeah, quality
2: of earnings is probably the most requested uh, type of due diligence that we get. Uh
1: Talk about that a little bit. Define quality of earnings and obviously – so the solicitors know if they've never heard that before.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so first uh, I'll preface this by saying, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a financial professional, uh, you know, equality quality of earnings. Basically it makes sure that again, it's what's, what's being represented in the financials is actually what's going on with the business to make sure that there's no fluctuations in earnings. And if there are, why are there and what's, what's going on with the, uh, with the underlying business. So it just, just kind of verifies the financials.
1: No, that makes sense. That's really important. They do that because I've looked at some businesses in the past and I can promise you their quality of earnings was not the snuff. Right. There's no right. doubt about that. So yeah. What what advice would you give to someone looking to buy a business from a due diligence perspective?
2: Well, I would suggest that they analyze kind of what I was talking about previously, analyze what are the breaking points in that business? What are the things that if, if something is wrong, then the business can't function? I would really focus on those. And then, um, well, then come to us, come to Dilio and we'll, we'll help you find the right service provider. They'll help you analyze them.
1: And it's Dudelio, D-U-E-D-I-L-I-O.com, correct?
2: It is correct.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Check it out, people. This, that's a really cool concept. Well, Roman, I really appreciate your time today. This has been a really interesting conversation.
2: Thank you, Ross. I really appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to the Exit Your Business, Your Way podcast.
0: This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian or North Florida financial and opinions stated are their own. External materials are provided for your convenience in locating related information and services. Guardian its subsidiaries, agents and employees expressly disclaim any responsibility for and do not maintain control, recommend or endorse third party sites, organizations, products or services and make no representation as to the completeness, suitability or quality thereof. Ross is a registered representative and financial Advisor, Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664, Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311 850 9075 Security products and advisory services offered through PAS. Member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Arkansas Insurance License Number 1613-9032. California Insurance. License number zero L one zero zero seven three two zero two two dash one four four nine five seven expires ten twenty four.